welcome to the Gem State Podcast. My name is Brian Allman. It was a busy week in politics as the 2022 legislative session came to a close. While Governor Little lauded it as the best session ever, because he got to spend more taxpayer money than ever, most of the good bills that we supported were either killed in committee without the chance for a floor vote, or, in the case of the Coronavirus Pause Act, vetoed by the governor himself. In issuing his veto, Governor Little appealed to classic Republican shibboleths. Quote, I have been consistent in stating my belief that businesses should be left to make decisions about the management of their operations and employees with limited interference from government. End quote. Yet this is the same governor who shut down your mom-and-pop business in 2020, making it illegal for you to go to work. This is the same governor who has signed off on millions upon millions of dollars in subsidies for the very businesses he refuses to oversee. This is the same governor that has allowed a $50 million tax break so Facebook can build a data center in CUNA. Governor Little is using Republican principles to cover for the fact that he is a bought-and-paid-for lackey of big business lobbies like IACI the Idaho Association of Commerce and Industry. Regular reader Elaine Ambrose commented on this morning's newsletter with some interesting information. Apparently, this very week, Little's campaign received $30,000 from members of a holding company in Colorado who possibly have stakes in big healthcare firms in Idaho. I am looking into this, and will write more about it next week and share what I learn. The connections between the governor, the legislature, the lobbyists, big business, political action committees, and the state bureaucracy are in desperate need of exposure. I am pretty sure that both Lieutenant Governor Janice McGeehan and fellow gubernatorial candidate Ed Humphreys have both complained that they're tired of being jealous of Florida. Governor Ron DeSantis is taking a lot of bold steps to protect his citizens. This week, he signed a law preventing teachers from discussing sexuality with grade school children. The left-wing media complex went nuts over this. Even Disney, which of course is a huge part of the Florida economy, has come out strongly in opposition. One might ask why Disney would be so concerned that teachers will no longer be allowed to groom children outside of their parents' knowledge, but I think most of you know the answer. Christopher Rufo, who did such great work exposing the prevalence of critical race theory back in 2020, just released some videos this week showing internal discussions among Disney executives who are explicitly planning to inject more LGBTQ nonsense into children's programming. Isn't it uncanny how, 20 years ago, Christian parents who complained that Disney had a gay agenda were laughed at? But now Disney is outright admitting that they have a gay agenda and they're upset that a governor is getting between them and the innocent children they intend to corrupt. Down in Arizona, Governor Rob Ducey signed several important bills this week. One bans boys who claim to be girls from playing on girls' sports teams. Another bans abortion after 15 weeks. And finally, he banned so-called transgender surgery for children. Two of those, the abortion ban and the transgender sports bill, were already passed and signed here in Idaho, thankfully. However, the ban on mutilating children in the name of transgenderism was killed in a Senate committee last month. When you compare Idaho to states like California, 
Washington, and New York, we're looking pretty good. But when you compare us to Florida, and even to Arizona, you can see that we can do so much better. So many great bills passed our House this session. They tried to stop libraries and schools from giving obscene material to children. They tried to criminalize the mutilation of children. They tried to take a stand against the ESG social credit scores that are looming on the horizon. Every one of them was killed in this same fashion. After passing the House, they were sent to the Senate, where they were promptly handed to State Affairs Committee Chairwoman Patty Ann Lodge, who threw them in the trash. I have been railing on this issue for months now, so I probably sound like a broken record. But something must be done to stop committee chairs from killing legislation without a vote. Who made these men and women our kings and queens, able to unilaterally decide what's allowed to the floor? These chairs are appointed by the leadership, the Speaker of the House and the President Pro Tem of the Senate. And then they do their leader's bidding by preventing senators from having to commit to saying yay or nay. This allows them to come to the voters and say, well, we tried, while assuring the big business lobbies that they don't have anything to worry about. This game has to stop, and the only way we can stop it is by electing as many populist rabble-rousers as possible. We need a hundred Priscilla Giddingses in the House and Senate if we want them to do the will of the people rather than the will of big business. Senator Lodge is retiring, but the pro tem, Chuck Winder, is just going to appoint another loyal minion to take her place. We need such a populist wave that they will have enough votes to completely replace the leadership and then put in committee chairs that work for us, not for Ayaki and the other lobbyists. Big business counts on Republicans who are so old and out of touch that they will do anything they want. All they have to do is invoke some Reagan-era shibboleth, and the GOP will immediately fall in line. Like Governor Little, they have no problem handing out tax breaks and subsidies like their candy at a parade, but will shy away from any regulation that actually protects the citizens of our state. There is a new conservatism rising in Idaho and in America. It does not worship big business as the antipode of evil big government. Rather, it recognizes that big business and big government are on the same side, working together to crush the men and women of this country. In 2010, angry conservatives formed the Tea Party, furious that government had grown so large. That same year, angry leftists formed Occupy Wall Street, furious that big business was crushing our society. The left has become entirely co-opted by the woke, identitarian, Marxist globalists at this point, but the right experienced a synthesis, driven by Donald Trump, where we realized that both sides were correct. But some Republicans have still not gotten the memo. Some are simply out of touch, but many others are wholly owned by the big business lobbies. In a pre-2016 Republican Party, they could have gotten along just fine like wolves in sheep's clothing, advocating for their business friends while seeming to be responsive to conservative voters. No longer. We will expose the Ayaki lackeys for what they really are. They're not in Boise to represent us, but to keep us placated while their big business friends loot this state of money and resources. Ultimately, it is up to us to effect political change. We can't just sit back and wait for someone else to do it for us. Get involved in a campaign and help elect some new blood who will not be beholden to the leadership or the lobbies. Vote out the career politicians who've been serving in the Capitol since the last century. If you're listening to my voice, then you're already plugged in. 
I'm preaching to the choir. But you need to take this message to the people who are not plugged in. Talk to your friends, your family, your neighbors, your church, your community. Only then can we fix this broken system and return power to the people. Thank you.